Andrew Lerner, Vice President Analyst for Gartner, noted that tons of hype lately over NAS or Network as a Service. Enterprises generally like the notion of a flexible consumption-based networking model regardless of user or application location, very much like the cloud. He cautioned, however, that not everything labeled NAS is the real thing. Quote, we've seen things marketed as NAS that range from basically hardware leasing all the way to a true as-a-service offering, unquote. With us today to discuss in greater detail the NAS and how it applies to businesses in Asia is John Green, Chief Security Officer for Aruba, a Hewlett-Packard enterprise company. John, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Yeah, thank you. What exactly is network as a service and what is it not? That's it's a good question. And I, I think in the intro, you captured a lot of the, uh, the background behind that. It's a different economic model for essentially consuming network as a service and converting capital expenditure into operational expenditure. But as you pointed out, there's lots of different variations of, of how that can be done. Everything from, as you mentioned, hardware leasing is one way to do that. And of course, HPE is known for having a, a pretty significant financial services arm that that's exactly what that, that part of the company does. All the way down to buying a specific network service that's fully managed for you by some outside company that could be a service provider, could be a carrier, could be a number of different types of companies. So. But the fundamental idea is to take the same approach that cloud computing has taken and to, and to allow people to pay based on consumption and to pay based on what they're using while also kind of investment protecting themselves because if a new technology comes out, if something breaks, uh, somebody else is responsible for dealing with that. What would it look like from the perspective of the CIO and from a perspective of a business user or a user, general user who's plugged into this uh, service? From a CIO's perspective, there are a number of customers that we deal with that would say, my core business is not providing network services or providing compute or building a data center. Restaurant chains, for example, I've, I've talked to a few of those and they say, no, our business is fried chicken and pizzas. And so that's what we want to focus on. I don't want to worry about this network thing. Find somebody who can who can come in and, and do that for me. That's kind of the idea of network as a service is just as Amazon Web Services job is to go build data centers and stand-up compute services and, and all sorts of other types of, of cloud services. You go to them and you, and, and you don't need to worry about building the, those things yourself. In terms of infrastructure, what infrastructure must exist on the customer side for NAS to become a feasible option? So, and again, we get into the different variations of what NAS looks like. From what we are providing as Aruba HPE, there are a set of very specific SKUs uh, that somebody can order out of a catalog. And those are designed to be friendly to our partners because our end customers often have a very tight relationship with an integrator or a VAR or, or some type of a partner there where that partner might step in and say, hey, I can take over management of your existing network. And I'm also going to bring in these new services from HPE Aruba, and I might build additional capabilities on top of that, like customized configuration or security services or that sort of thing. What you get directly from us are, you know, kind of eight specific SKUs. There's some that are wireless related, there's some that are wired Ethernet related, and there's some that are wide area networking related. But those are kind of the basic SKUs that we offer. And so all we require really is an internet connection at that point. That's the only kind of on-premise infrastructure that you need to have to start with. We're going to kind of take care of everything else. If I look at business drivers, there's these days business has a stronger input, including finance. What would you say would be the top three business drivers for in considering an S? And from the other side of it, from the technology point of view, what would be similarly the top three IT drivers for the adoption of an S? 
from the business side, from the finance side, it really is a finance question. It, it is, I have this many dollars that I can spend this year. If I can buy my network where I can spread out those payments across three years or five years, there's other investments that I can make in my business using that available capital. Being honest here, you will spend more money doing network as a service than you will by buying the network equipment upfront and operating it yourself. But the trade-off that you get for that is you don't need to outlay all of that capital all at once. You can instead turn that into an operational expense and pay for it essentially every month. And time cost of money and all those sorts of financial calculations go into it. You may say that frees up my capital to do something better that, that helps me invest in my business. That's the reason why people want to do that. From the IT side of things, you know, it's simplification of not having to go through exhaustive bill of materials and figuring out where to put. Somebody else does that for you and figures out where to put Wi-Fi access points as an example. That's going to be a very popular network as a service is to say, I have this many square meters of office space. I need to cover those with high density Wi-Fi that's high speed. Come in and figure out how to do that for me. I'm not an expert at Wi-Fi planning and that gets taken care of. And you're guaranteed kind of the latest technology. You're guaranteed from a security standpoint, somebody's going to be doing security updates for you so that you don't have to worry about vulnerabilities in products and, and that type of thing. So there's a lot of advantages there to, in the same way that network as a service frees up your capital from the IT side, network as a service frees up your time to be doing other things. And typically our customers that are attracted to network as a service, they don't have lots and lots of IT people sitting around waiting to be told what to do. They've got lots and lots of projects. And so the more time we can give back to them, the better. Okay, well, time is money from at least from everybody's perspective. Now, you mentioned the one point there, security. Now, how should the CISO get involved in evaluating or making a decision towards implementing an NAS? Do they need to get involved? I think they do because most NAS offerings are going to involve some type of cloud-based management. You're not going to have on-premise management. You're going to have something that's happening in the cloud and some other third party has access to pieces of your network. That's something that the, the CISO is definitely going to be concerned about. So you need to look at things like, well, who are the people that are going to have access to my systems and how much access do they get? What type of visibility and auditing goes into that so that I know that somebody's looked at this? What type of assurance has the, the cloud service provider built around? around that network management offering? Are there public audit statements? Are there things like Cloud Security Alliance uh, questionnaires filled out for that service offering? And what's the track record of that provider in kind of providing secure services? So in many ways, that's just kind of standard third-party vendor management that, that the CISO normally gets involved in. But I think it's not just the company's data that's at risk here. It's also their network. And so, you know, from an availability standpoint, deserves a little bit higher level of scrutiny, I think. These days, there's always going to be issues about, okay, so you want to go in this direction, but what are the alternatives? What can I consider something else as an option for the organization? You spoke about, you know, I don't have to invest upfront on a cost of building it, even though in the long run, maybe a cheaper option. But based on your discussions with customers in this region, in Asia specifically, what sort of alternatives are enterprises considering? And when does it skew towards making NAS as the better alternative, better option? for them. Yeah, a lot of it really depends on what type of people they have working for in their organization. If they have a good network engineering team that's on-premise that understands you know, the needs of the of the organization, if there's a lot of customization, for example, I don't think factory environments are probably good options for network as a service. There's too much customization. There's too much specialization that goes on there. There's kind of special network runs to hardened industrialized equipment and things like that. That's probably where you need to do it the classic way, which is 
you procure your network equipment and you can lease it, of course, but it's still kind of procuring it, but not having a third party involved in, in managing that. On the other hand, a, a typical office building, I'm sitting in the HPE building in Singapore right now. This is fairly standard. You know, there's not much that's different here in this building from any other office building. We have desks, we have people walking around, we have conference rooms. There's typical office equipment, television screens in the rooms, video conferencing systems. These are all kind of standard, more or less, things you would find in an IT environment. And so the question is, can I order my network as kind of a standardized SKU? Because network is a service in the way that we envision it doesn't allow for a lot of customization. You can choose what you want within a given catalog, but there's not infinite degrees of freedom for customizing that and choosing you know, very different things. That, I think, is kind of the high level. What you have to look at is how specialized are your networking needs versus what the, the service provider is able to offer. Now, within that, of course, you can get into things that I wouldn't call, I would call managed service instead of network as a service. Managed service environments can deal with that customization, but that is, there's a contract. You're doing a lot of upfront investigation with that service provider to say, this is what I need to be in the contract. These are the types of services I need. These are the types of people that I need. So it's a very customized service. You can still, you know, Know, outsource that to a provider. But it, at that point, I don't think you're talking network as a service anymore. Now it's more traditional managed service offerings. Now, given that NAS is still, at least my perspective, is still relatively a new approach, when would it make sense to a go do a pilot or try an unlimited or small scale NAS or go straight into deep dive into it right from the get go? No, I think it makes sense to do pilots. I think it makes sense to choose, you know, one site, one office, one building, depending on what unit of scale that you want to, to look at. And the providers are going to be flexible on things like that. We specifically will say, you know, from a contract standpoint, you can scale that up. You can also scale that down. You're locked into minimum terms, but you have the ability to adjust those sorts of things. So I wouldn't dive in for an entire enterprise or entire massive site without going through kind of working out how is this going to work and are the the levels of what's in the catalog are those appropriate for my particular organization. What sort of metrics will weigh heavily towards taking a NAS strategy as part of an organization's networking requirements for over the long term? So how to get into it in the first place, I don't have any great examples for what those metrics would look like. Do I want to stay in it? It's going to be kind of your classic network metrics like uptime is uh, uptime is clearly going to be the, the biggest one. We're really good at building networks these days that can be highly available. So that should be something that, that we can achieve. But uptime, performance, latency, there's kind of classic measurements. And, and a good network as a service provider is going to give you those sort of metrics that's going to be available in a nice portal so you can and see what those type of statistics look like. Beyond that is really harder to quantify, but flexibility and responsiveness. When I need to bring up a new site, and retail stores are a good example. We, we do a lot of network as a service for retail sites where they might be bringing up two new stores per month or maybe one per month. How responsive is the provider at, at getting me what I need and getting the equipment ordered and getting the equipment delivered and installed and, and operational? Is that meeting with the timeframes that I need? I think it's harder to assign metrics for something like that. That's more of a feel that you get of working with the provider as, as a business, but are they responsive to the needs that I have? So the, the CIO says, hey, uh, we'd like to consider NAS as an option for us moving forward. Our, our business is expanding. Hey, We're struggling to acquire or retain people on the technology side to manage all of this. 
maintain mm. the system. What questions should leadership, particularly the CFO and the CEO, need to ask the CIO as part of the process of you know, deciding whether this is the right approach for them? Or maybe the CIO is just looking for an excuse to spend money. <laughs> They'll find an excuse to spend money anyway. They don't need help with doing that. No, but I think, and I brought it up a little bit earlier, but the ability to scale a contract up and a scale it down again is a major one for a CFO. If they, business is uncertain, right? Especially in the last two years, it's been uncertain. If I'm a retail organization and suddenly I have to start closing stores instead of opening stores, I don't want to be stuck in a contract where I'm still paying for network as a service for stores that I've closed down six months ago. So that ability is is huge. And that's something that we offer is, is contract contracts can go up, they can also go down. We understand that um, we've got to be flexible on that. That would be the biggest concern that I would have as a CFO is what is the what is the contract term that I'm locking myself into? They want something that's more like hyperscaler cloud computing where the contract is basically month to month and whatever I'm using that month, I'm going to pay for. And if I want to shut the entire thing off next month, I have that ability and my bill goes away. Reality, big customers, it's not that's not true. They're under contracts, but that's kind of the, the biggest one that I would look at. The second would be what type of SLA am I getting from that provider? If something goes wrong, do I still end up having to pay the bill no matter what? I think that that's probably the two biggest ones in my mind. Is it possible to discover somewhere along the line, eh? we've approved it, we saw the value proposition of NAS and all that. And along the way, well, maybe a year into the service, we discovered that maybe NAS is not for us. Is that mm-hmm. even possible? Can that happen in a real case scenario that we discover hey, it's not the right choice for us, but we're stuck with the contract? <laughs> It certainly is. Then the question is, well, what do I do? Do I buy out the rest of the contract? Do I buy the equipment? The equipment's already installed and operational. So an option for me as a, as a company is, hey, what's the price tag for me to purchase this equipment outright? And you're going to get installation services, all these sorts of things go with it and convert it to some sort of a more traditional purchase network that I'm going to operate myself. That's certainly a possibility that people might find out. There's other ways that you might say, hey, from a partner perspective, can the partner buy out the network and turn it into more like a managed service. And an example of where that might happen is you say, I need more customization than what network as a service can really give me. And so, hey, service provider, why don't you buy out this network for me and then start operating? You still offer it to me as a managed service offering. I'm still paying by month, but the model is a little bit different at that point. So I I think that's definitely a possibility. And as we get more experience in this type of world, I think we'll, um, we'll probably come across that. John, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Absolutely. That was John Green, Chief Security Officer for Aruba, a Hewlett-Packard company, on the topic of NAS, what, why, when, and how. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Thank you.